0: Sunday morning. i mm-hmm.
1: gives us access. It's the blood that redeems us. It's Jesus that provided a way in order for us to be reconciled to God. This morning, the ushers are getting ready because we're going to practice communion this morning. And as we get ready, I just, I want to take a moment because Paul says in first Corinthians chapter 11, that we should reflect. This is not just something that we just do flippantly once a month or, or a sacrament that we just practice, but but it's sacred it's holy because jesus said do this in remembrance of me it's a very powerful time it's a very spiritual time because we're remembering just on what we've been singing about every song the blood the blood and how one day we're going to stand before Jesus and look upon his face and look upon those nail pierced hands because he provided redemption he provided reconciliation and one day he'll save us from the wrath that's coming to the rest of the world and that's what we're remembering today we're remembering the sacrifice that Jesus paid so the Bible says in luke chapter 21 i'm reminded of when jesus had the last supper with his disciples and he was getting ready to go to the cross it was the passion week he was getting ready to give his life for the world for the redemption of the world in chapter 22 verse 14 when the hour came jesus and his apostles reclined at the table and he said to them i've greatly desired to eat this passover with you before i suffer for I tell you I will not eat it again until it finds its fulfillment in the kingdom of God. After taking the cup he gave thanks and he said, "Take this and divide it among you, for I tell you I will not drink it again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes." Then he took the bread, he gave thanks and he broke it and he gave it to them, saying, "This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me." He gave thanks He broke it, and He gave it away. How many of you know that's what God desires to do with us? As we're remembering, you know what? We give give ourselves to God, and we remember that, you know what? The only reason I have access is because Jesus paid the price. He gave thanks. He blessed it, He broke it, and He gave it away. He blessed it, He broke it, and He gave the bread away. I want to take a moment, and as we go back into that chorus this morning, and we remember... The blood that was shed we remember what jesus did let's let's just look inside of our heart and ask god for forgiveness here at life church we practice open communion which means that as long as you're a believer and you've been born again you've been born again and you're a believer and a follower of jesus christ you're welcome to practice communion with us but let's take a moment and reflect on what jesus did and ask him to bring reconciliation to our heart and we we search our hearts and we, we want to walk in redemption and we want to walk in reconciliation and we want to walk in forgiveness. We thank you that we proclaim your death and resurrection and that one day you're coming back to get us. In Jesus' name, let's take the bread together. In the same way after supper, He took the cup saying, this cup is the covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. The blood, the blood of Jesus. God, thank you for the shedding of the blood. Thank you for the shedding of the blood, which provides forgiveness. God, it provides the the way for us to walk in reconciliation. It's the blood that cleanses. It's the blood that provides reconciliation. And we thank you and we remember in Jesus' name. Let's take the cup together. Hallelujah. Let's sing that chorus one more time. Thank you, Jesus. God, we worship you. Together, let's sing it, church. church how many are thankful for the blood come on how many are thankful for the blood and the reconciliation that Jesus provided hallelujah that's the reason we celebrate that's the reason we worship on Sunday mornings that's the reason we come together and proclaim to the rest of the world that Jesus is Lord and Caesar is not come on somebody hey why don't you greet somebody this morning tell them hello as you find your seat tell them welcome to church
2: Good morning, everyone. Good morning Good morning. Yeah, just want to make sure I know it's summertime, but we'll make sure you're still out there. Praise God. Good to have you here this morning. Welcome to Life Church. We're just just coming together to worship God and celebrate the things that God is doing and man, he's just done some awesome things. I got a great text this morning from uh, Joanne saying that Rickson just last week we prayed. Remember, um, those? Of, anybody that was here last week or you watched, we had an individual that used to be part of our church, moved to Shreveport, had a kidney transplant, and the kidney, everything was successful, but it, it wasn't working. It, was, it, it didn't wake up. They said, so pray that it would wake up. Well, I got a, uh, the text the next morning in saying that his numbers had climbed and everything was doing great, and a day later he was being discharged, and this morning I got a text saying, Everything's working phenomenally. His numbers continue to increase. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was phenomenal. I mean, it was great. And so we just praise God for answered prayer. I mean, it literally, we prayed, Lord, wake that kidney up. And that's what it did. And so uh, uh, I got a text just right before I came over to church saying his numbers doubled overnight again from yesterday. This is huge. Thank you, church, for praying. And so, you know, uh, it, it, as nice as it is to get a thank you for praying, it's, we, don't, we don't do it to get thank yous, do we? We pray because God answers prayer. He said, wherever two or three are together and agree, I'll do it. I'll, you know, ask me, and I'll do it. And so uh, we ask, and we believe. I mean, we don't ask and wish. We ask and believe, and God has answered prayer. He's answering lots of prayers by a lot of people, and so I just wanted to give you that report this morning. Praise God. Well, uh, up on the screen, you can see there's a message up there, and if you're here for the very first time, if you'll text the word welcome to that number right there, 337-317-4123. It'll give you an opportunity to give us a little bit of information about yourself and... and, um, uh, so that we can connect with you uh, there 's another one if you're some if you come regularly or whatever if you 'll t- text the word "connect" to the same number it 'll let us know you 're here we know listen summertimes already come people are on vacations they 're going to tournaments they 're going to all kinds of things we know that, but we want to be able to keep up with where you are and if and that you 're here and whatever you can do that we 're not like look we 're not the government we 're not surveilling you know, putting surveillance on you or anything like that. But, I mean, you know, we just want to know that you're here, okay? And then if you need prayer, again, we've talked about prayer. If you need prayer, we have a prayer team that believe in prayer. And if you'll type, uh, text the word pray to that same number, you'll get an opportunity to tell us what that need is, and we will agree with you in prayer. We will pray with you believing that God will do that, okay? Uh, we're getting ready to introduce our guests to you this morning, but I do want to say thank you for your faithfulness in giving. Um, we have three, four different ways of doing that. We have boxes on the back wall with envelopes that are on the back of the chairs or on the boxes back there. We have a, uh, an app that you can download for your smartphone, whether it's an uh, iPhone or a, uh, um, a t- uh, well an Android-type device, you can do that. You can go to our website and do it that way. Um, or we have a text-to-give feature. You can also do it that way. We have people who do it all different ways. And, and let me just say this while I'm doing this, because I was actually going to try and make a video and do this. But let me just tell you, because we've had a couple incidents in the last uh, couple months. Um, when you use the, the, the app to give there is a little button down there Uh, there's a drop-down menu and there's a number of things there's 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 it defaults to tithe offerings there's missions in fact the missions offering for this morning I've already given online and um, but you can drop down missions benevolence uh, uh, there's uh, about nine or ten different things there but at the bottom of it there's there's also a thing you could choose between using a debit card credit card or your bank account It's up to you which way you do that. But there's one button, one little thing that says reoccurring gift. In other words, if if your gift is the same every week because you make a certain amount of money and you want to make sure you give every week, you can set it, and it will automatically do it for you. However, I want to let you know, we've had a few people who have accidentally done that. And then they come back and go, it's taking money out of my bank or charging it to my card. And we we can refund it. We've already done that and, and made it right. But if you accidentally hit that button and you didn't mean to, just let us know. And we can go back in and we can change that for you, okay? Um, and it's a great feature to have, I mean, so that it automatically does it and you don't have to worry about it. But at the same time, if you do it and you hadn't planned on doing it, Yeah, you know, that might cause you problems. So that's not a reason not to do it. It's just a reason to be aware of it, okay? And so we thank you for your faithfulness in giving and all of that. We don't take up an offering, pass a basket or anything like that during this time because we believe in teaching God's Word and that it is His tithe, and we are faithful to that, and He promises to be faithful in meeting our needs. But whenever we have a guest, as we do today, we have a missionary with us today, And I'm excited about Amanda Thompson being here um, and, and what she's coming to share. And she's going to be ministering. She's not just coming to tell you stories. She's going to be ministering. So I want you to get ready to receive. How many of you are ready to receive? I mean, okay, and so she's got some great things that she's going to share, but she's going to minister also. And and at the end of the service, we'll receive an offering. And if you have to leave early for work or whatever, uh, we understand that. But if you see an usher at the back door with a little blue bag, you'll know why they're standing there. Because whatever comes in that offering, every penny will go to our guest, okay? And this is Amanda Thompson. Her folks I've been knowing for a long, long time. I've been in the Louisiana district since 1983. And, uh, but her folks have been pastors at Bayou Blue Assembly of God for how many years now? Yeah, I was thinking it was 30, 31 years they've been down there. Um, and and one, their church was one of the churches that really got devastated in the hurricane a couple of years ago. And yet, dur- during all of that, their place was being used um, Trucks coming in, convoy, other places coming in, bringing supplies and foods, and thousands of people being fed. But uh, so we've been knowing her folks for a long time, and they're they're incredible people, and uh, we love them. And uh, in fact, I think I heard Justin telling uh, telling man this morning, the first time you played your sax at the church in Eunice, her mom was playing on the keyboard. Yeah. And that's how far back that goes, (laughs) that connection goes. And so um, uh, we're excited that she's here today. And, And I just told her, I said, look, you minister as God has given to you for this church today. So can you welcome Amanda Thompson to be here?
3: Good morning. I'm excited to be here with you today. I want to thank Pastor Bob and Pastor Amanda for inviting me into your church and onto your pulpit. I do believe that the Lord has a word for you today. First, I'm going to share a little bit about what I do. Um, So I am a missionary. I have been doing missions on and off since 2016, but I've been a full-time missionary for the last two years. And before that, I was a youth pastor in Bayou Blue, and some of my students are here today. actually, they moved to Lafayette. Now they're married with a kid and joining the army and stuff, or military, sorry. And um, I'm, I'm so proud of them, and I'm going to share a little bit about my call. So in 2016, I remember being going to Africa for the very first time. I did not think I was called to missions. I knew I was called into ministry, but I, I didn't want to do missions, because I was scared God would call me to somewhere scary. I now serve in Vietnam. It's <laughs> I, I remember I was praying and, and God put on my heart that I would be a missionary, but I was terrified of that. I had pastors come and speak over my life and they said, you're going to preach to the nations. And after my first trip, my mom told me that when she was pregnant with me, she was leading worship and she was singing and It was one of the services where the Holy Spirit was just moving in the room. And she began praying over my life and declaring things and prophesying over me. And she said, and she's going to preach to the nations. And then she stopped. She said, what in the world did I just pray over my daughter? And now I'm preaching to the nations. I've been to Kenya and Peru, Vietnam, Tanzania. And I'm going to continue traveling around the world because I love sharing Jesus with people. I love going where people have never heard of the gospel and telling them the good news. It's so fun. It's so awesome. So I was in the hurricane era, and we were in the parking lot handing out stuff every day. I was getting tanned because I was outside all the time. We were handing out water bottles and ice and food. And along this journey, I get a phone call, and they say, do you want to come teach in Vietnam? You have a chance to disciple students in a country that doesn't let you tell people about Jesus. But in the school, you can. Do you want to come? And I was like, I mean, like, I'm a youth pastor. I just took over our missions coordinating. I was like, I don't know, maybe. And they said, will you at least talk to the guy that's in charge of it? I said, I guess so. Why not? So he calls me, and as he begins telling me about their vision for this ministry, I, tears just begin streaming down my face. And I said, oh, man, I'm going. So, and I had one weekend to make the decision. I called my parents, and I said, "Um, you remember how I brought up the possibility of teaching online for Vietnam? They're like, yeah. I said, what if I go and, like, move there? What do y'all think about that? And they were like, I had a on three-way call. I wasn't even at home. I was a three-way call. And I was like, let's, let's pray about this. And immediately my mom said, you know, I really think there's something here. I really think this is God. And I was like, I do too. But I'm kind of scared. Along the journey, I said yes. I taught on Zoom for like four months because the country still wouldn't let us in from COVID. This was in 2022. And then I finally got to go last year in April and begin my journey in Vietnam. And let me tell you, there has been some amazing, amazing opportunities. I wanna show you my class. So these are my students. This is our high school. I teach um, all subjects to high school, but I'll tell you, I tell them all the time. I say, I teach you all the other subjects so I can teach you about Jesus because I don't care nearly as much about science and history as I do about the Bible. And so one of the students, the one with, that you see with the tugs, he graduated this year. That was our first graduate in our school. We have about 150 students in our school. And actually, next year, I will be teaching science from fifth grade to 12th grade. So I will have a wide range of students. I'm excited for that. There some, there's a student in this picture. and um, I'm not going to point him out exactly, but he, his family is Catholic. But in Vietnam, the Catholicism is, it reminds me of lot. Of the Islamic religion, um, it's it's not about relationship with Jesus. And this this young man, he got saved, set on fire, filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues, and he was just on fire for God. And I bought him a Bible, and then his mom found his Bible, and he had to have a conversation. And he knew that he could be kicked out of his home because they don't want him to be a Christian they actually told told him we're taking you out of that school and our entire staff began praying we said God have mercy on him Change the his the hearts of his parent and he's still in our school today he's still on fire for Jesus He's, we were praying in our, our classroom one time. You know, I, I love our, my classroom. I treat it like like a church. We just, we have a full-on church in our class. And we were praying for healings one day. And, and for the people to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And he was just so excited. And he was like, teacher, come over here. Come pray for this person. Then he'd run over. He said, like, come on, teacher, we're praying for this person. They need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And I was like, absolutely. You act like you've been a Pentecostal your whole life. And he was, I was so shocked. I was like, you've never even been to a Pentecostal church and you are just filled with the Holy Ghost and excited and ready so we start praying we're praying for people to be healed and this girl had scoliosis she didn't actually know what to call it but once we began talking we, we understood what it was and she was always in pain when she sat because her back was crooked so we began praying for her and she was like oh I I feel heat I feel heat moving and it, something's moving in my back so we kept praying and then she went and she got checked Um, her and her cousin they went look and I heard screaming and I was like oh my goodness is everyone okay and they come back in and they're like God healed me my back is straight and to this day she has no pain her back is straight and in that classroom there was another boy who had just joined our school who was not a Christian wasn't a believer so he began watching people be healed in the classroom and when Easter came, we had a, a service with all of our students and he didn't go up, but I just knew I needed to go pray. And I went up to him and I said, sweetheart, are you ready to surrender your heart to Jesus? And he said, I am. So right there, all of the guys in our class began cheering him on. It was such a beautiful area They're, they're just like, yeah, yeah, he's giving his heart to Jesus and we're praying and I'm walking out and the other, the boy that, um almost got kicked out of his house. He was like, he got saved. Everyone was excited. God is moving in Vietnam. God is moving across the world. And he's moving in this nation too. Throughout my time this year in Vietnam, I was, it was in November of 2022. I began singing spontaneous worship with a friend and he began playing the piano and I was singing. And all of a sudden these lyrics begin coming I just kept praying God I want your words to flow out of me what do you want to say and I began singing knock and the door will be open speak because your Savior is listening and I just kept singing that finally I said well God what's the answer what are we doing what am I asking you for and that's where he began giving me the rest of the song And over the last six months, I've worked with the students in Vietnam. My high school students are the instruments you're going to hear, the background vocals. And I'm going to sing that song for you today. It's called The Noise. And um, I'm going to talk about it a little bit after I sing it, okay? You're free to come to worship with me also.
4: You may be tired you fight through the night but breakthrough will come in the morning god is still speaking despite all the noise please come to your storm when you're morning you may be tired you fight through the night but breakthrough will come in the morning God is still speaking despite all the noise. Please come to your store when you're morning. Knock and the door will be open speak because your savior is listening even if you're in the waiting know that the lord has not failed you knock and the door will be open because your savior is listening even if you're in the waiting know
3: that the lord has
4: a plan be tired you fight through the night but breakthrough will come in the morning God is still speaking despite all the noise he's to your storm when you're you may be tired you fight through the night but breakthrough will come in the morning God is still speaking despite all the noise Come to your store when you're morning Is and God, you are here and you're moving again.
2: Souls will be one, the harvest is alive, and God, you are here and you're moving again. Souls will be one, the harvest is alive, and God, you are here and you're moving
4: again. God, you are here. He's a moving against moving again. Yes, he's a moving against moving again. Yes, he's a yes, moving, yes, moving, yes, moving again. Oh, he's still moving.
3: Thank you for being in this room today. God, I just invite your presence right now into this room. Holy Spirit, you know there are people in this room where the noise has been getting too loud and they don't know how they're going to keep stepping. But God, we know that you haven't failed us and you don't plan to. God, we know that everything in your plan has purpose. Lord, right now I pray that you just speak directly through me what you have for this congregation. Father, open every heart in this room jesus right now god we thank you for what you're going to do right now in the name of jesus amen i believe there are people in this room who have had a lot of noise around you i'm gonna read the definition of noise and i want to know if it resonates with you it says a sound especially one that's loud or unpleasant or it causes a disturbance some synonyms of that word is a racket, uproar, clash, crash, commotion, shouting, yelling, babble. How many of you have this this, this noise around you that just feels like a lot of babbling? It feels like an uproar. Things are crashing around you. There are some people in the Bible that had a lot of noise around them. The first person being Job. I look at Job, and I see in his life how not only did he lose everything, but the people around him were sitting there saying, you need to curse God. What did you do that God's punishing you? This is your problem. He had this noise around him saying, you're not good enough. God doesn't love you. Give up now. He didn't have people on his side saying, come on, Job, you got this. Take one more step. No, the people around him said, "Mm -mm, this is definitely your fault. You need to just curse God and give up because everything in your life is already bad. But he still held on to God. Noah, I know that's a little out of order, but it's okay. Noah was told to build a boat. Now, keep in mind, it had never rained from the sky at this point. It had only had sprouts of water coming up from the ground. So I want you to imagine being in a world where it's never rained, and this man says, I'm going to build a boat because it's going to flood. And then he builds it. But it, doesn't, it takes a long time to build because he's building a very big boat. Can you imagine the people his kids were friends with making fun of him? Is that your dad building a boat? It doesn't even rain. What is he building a boat for? We're going to be fine. The people telling, mocking Noah. But he kept building a boat. Why? Because God told him to. He didn't listen to the noise around him. We have Esther. I love Esther. Esther was a bold woman. She had the weight of her people on her shoulders. She could have been killed for some of the things she did. She should have never been allowed. She should have never been allowed to walk in the rooms she walked in, but God, but God was with her. So when the doubts in her mind, I know it had to happen. Think about all of our lives. When God tells us to do something big, how we start doubting is—is that me? Is that God? Can I really do this? I just imagine what Esther was thinking before she walked into the king's place, but she was obedient. I look at David. David was said he wasn't good enough so much that he wasn't even the fifth pick for king. Or the sixth. Or the seventh. Actually, when all the other sons, they said, this is all my sons. David wasn't even a thought in his father's mind. He was out tending to the sheep, probably killing a bear or something. He was out tending to the sheep and his father didn't even see or think that he was worthy enough to be considered for king. He had people all around him doubting him, right? then he comes up against this big giant that no one else can defeat and as people saying you you can't do this don't go you need all this armor then he said i can't wear this armor it's too big and he goes out there with a rock and he takes down this giant despite all the noise around him telling him he couldn't telling him he wasn't good enough he went on and he took on the giant I was coming against his people. You look at Paul, who for so many years persecuted Christians. Then God saved him and he was on fire and he began preaching to people everywhere. He didn't matter Jew or Gentile, he wanted you to know Jesus. And the Jews looked at him and they were like, really Paul, you know you can't do that. Everyone but them. Paul said, no, I'm going to minister to the Gentile. He went into so many places, he was thrown into jail. And even in the jail, he worshipped. Even when he was literally physically locked up, he sang his praise to the Lord. He worshipped until his chains fell off. Some of us need to practice worshipping until our chains fall off. You may not be in a physical jail, but some of us are in a jail that we've put ourselves in and the door's wide open. We need to start praising until our chains fall off. Then I look at Jesus. Jesus did nothing wrong ever. He was perfect. And still he had people that backstabbed him. He had people that spit in his face, literally, not physically, not, what is that word? Yeah, thank you. Literally spit in his face. They betrayed him, abused him. They caused pain on his life. And yet still he chose the cross for you and for me. And as I begin looking at this list of people, I look at Job and Noah, Esther, David, Paul, and Jesus. And I look at you. I say, what is the common denominator? They're going through trials. They got a lot of noise going on in their life. The common denominator is God. Their love for God that even in the trial, even when it seemed like they couldn't take another step, they surrendered to his will. They surrendered to his call. See, as I was singing this song in November and I was singing, knock on the door will be open, speak because your savior is listening. And I said, God, what is the answer? Why am I asking? What am I asking? That's when he gave me the bridge. Souls will be one. The harvest is ripe. This is before the Asbury revival. This was before my brothers got saved who had been running from God for over 15 years. This is before I'm seeing any of this. God is saying, declare this. Declare that souls are gonna be one and ask for them ask for them to happen. When I go into a store, I should be asking God, show me if there's someone in this room who needs to hear a word from you today. My mission field doesn't stop when I get off the plane and get into America. This is just another missions field I get to walk in, which is why I won't just go to a church and just share about what I do there because there's a word God has for you now there's a word that God wants you to hear and some of you are clinging on just to the hem of his garment and you don't know what else to do and I'm here to encourage you that he says keep standing keep going even if it's difficult he is right there with you and the end goal is for souls to be one no matter what I walk through guys when we had that hurricane happen it completely changed our world Completely changed the world I knew. I suddenly had 10 people living with me. Because my brother's house was ruined. He had nowhere to live. Every day we were in the sun for hours. Our church was completely destroyed. We had no home. But through that time, God spoke to my dad, actually. He walked in the building, he looked up and he said, God, What am I going to do? This building is destroyed. And God said, stop complaining. The church is not four walls. It's people get up. He said, stop complaining. I think sometimes we need to hear that. We need to stop complaining, right? Church Sometimes we complain too much. Sometimes I complain too much. God, it's too hard. God, I'm tired. I know I I need to go to this service. I know I need to preach, but I'm tired. Oh God, this is all happening and I don't understand. God says, get up. Stop complaining and take another step. Romans 8, 28. It says, and we know that in all, All things. God works for the good of those who love Him. And I want everyone to pay attention to this last sentence because we leave this out a lot. And who have been called according to His purpose. He's turning things good as you say, Lord, I surrender. I don't know what tomorrow looks like. I don't know how I'm going to pay my house note. I don't know how I'm going to drive to there because I have no gas left. I don't know how you're going to save my marriage. But I know that you're God, and I surrender my life to you. Turn whatever in my life is going on to your good. He you said, God, I don't know how I'm going to get this scholarship. I don't know how I'm going to pay for college. He says, you take one more step. You just say yes, say yes to the call of God because his call is good. Being saved does not mean that you have an easy life. Sometimes people say, oh, just come give your heart to Jesus and everything's gonna be okay. You're never gonna hurt again, you'll never cry. No, that's heaven. We're still on earth. Let's come back to reality, right? If you're on earth right now and you're a Christian, this is the closest you'll ever get to hell. If you're not a Christian, this is the closest you'll ever get to heaven. Good luck. Give your heart to Jesus. But it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. What it does mean is that you have someone to walk with you. What it does mean is you're never alone. It means you have a father who thinks of you, who plans for you, See, John 16:33 says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. It doesn't say you may have trouble. It doesn't say once a year you'll have trouble. It says you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. That's the hope we get to cling on to. Take heart. He has overcome the world. So yes, I may have trouble and I may have not known what to do, but you know what I knew how to do? I knew how to call on Jesus. And some of the lowest points in my life, when I faced heartbreak, I never thought I would face when my uncle committed suicide. That was some of the most darkest days I've walked through. but I knew I could call on Jesus. Actually, during that point, I didn't even know what to pray. I didn't know what to say, but I knew I needed Jesus. So I put on the song, All My Worship. And as it would play, I would just sit and cry, probably for a month. I didn't know what to say, but I knew I needed Jesus. And God doesn't always need me to speak. So I sat on my bed at 5 a.m. every morning. I don't know why, 5 a.m., but I did. And I sat there and I said,
4: I give you all my worship. I give you all my worship for you alone are God.
3: Most times as I was trying to stop crying in the midst of it, but I, I had the song on repeat because I knew that I couldn't make it out without God. I couldn't make it out of this dark place that I had been in without Jesus. The only reason that i was able to still get up and preach every sunday is because my strength came from him because on my own i am weak on my own i cannot handle everything that happens in this world neither can you we need jesus we need to call upon his name when the noise of life gets loud the reason the song is called the noise is because i want it to be a reminder when the noise gets loud play it remember he is on the throne. He hasn't failed you, and he's never going to, because he's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. He doesn't change. He doesn't leave us. He doesn't walk away from us. And as I was in Vietnam, I, I went to. I live in South Vietnam, which is completely city, and I never thought I would live in the city before. I actually told people I would never live in the city. God's very funny because now I live in a place that is only city. All I see is city, I barely see the sun. There are buildings very, very large and every now and then I can go on a balcony and I see sun, it's very nice. But then it gets hot, so you go back inside. But this, the, one of the Vietnamese families took us to central Vietnam. Um, we had like a little vacation thing, so we went for a one night. It was a seven hour trip. We went for one night. Oh wait, maybe we went for two. Either way, it was too long of a trip to only go for that short. But we drove all the way there with this sweet little girl. She was so sick the whole time, she got car sick. We drove there and they said, we're going to see a waterfall. We're gonna have a picture right here. See how beautiful this waterfall is. Let's talk about the path it took for me to get to that waterfall. So they say, we're going to a waterfall. I said, awesome, no one's gonna be there. This is gonna be nice. We're in central Vietnam, who lives here? I don't know, everyone lives in South Vietnam. No, wrong. I get there and they're like, okay, now we're gonna carry these bags. And I was like, oh, okay, let's carry it. And I I felt like I was carrying watermelons or something. It was heavy. So I picked the bag up and I'm like, I got this. I grab a water, I'm carrying my bag. I'm like, all right, let's go. There's a train of us, probably like 15 of us walking. And we start going and I'm like, oh, so the waterfall is not just like right here. Like we have to walk to it. Great, great shoes for that. I was in some like, Water shoes. I don't know. Nothing you walk in for sure. I was like, okay, we got this. So I start walking. And then there's a staircase. I say, okay, I could do this too. So I walk down the staircase. I'm talking to this little kid named Timmy. He's talking, asking all kinds of questions about bugs and stuff. And we're just having a good time. And this bag starts getting heavy. So I just put it down for a second. And I was like, okay, I'm going to pick it up. And people would come and they said, do you want me to carry it? And it could have been pride. And I was like, I know I got this. Don't worry. You just keep going, carry what you're carrying. I can carry this. And I keep going, I'm going around rocks and over rocks and over streams. And this bag just keeps getting heavy, but I can hear the water. And I'm like, that's where I wanna go. See, I love water. Does anyone else love water? I love water, I don't care if it's a bayou, a pond, a lake, an ocean, a waterfall. I love water, I just wanna sit by the water. I wanna be in the water. I just love water. It's so fun for me, which is so funny because my cousin hates water. And I, I would keep walking to this and finally we get to this beautiful waterfall and I put my stuff down. I'm like, yes, I can look at it. And I start looking around. And I realize, where's all this stuff we brought gonna go? There's just rocks. But I'm like, it's okay. I'm enjoying it. So I start taking pictures with the waterfall. I'm taking selfies. I'm like, yes, we made it. And then our our Vietnamese mom comes and she says, oh no, we're in the wrong place. We have to keep going up there. And I looked up there and I saw these huge steps. And I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna make this. But then we had two hurt people with us also. And I was like, well, I have to make it. They're gonna make it, I'm gonna make it. So I go and I was like, okay, we're gonna do this. So I'm carrying the bag still. And at one point y'all really thought I was gonna fall back because it was straight up. And so we keep walking, I'm like, okay, once I get up these stairs, we're gonna be there. I didn't know where there was, but we're gonna be there. I get up the stairs and I see my student. He says, hey teacher, I'm like, hey. He's like, oh, you gotta keep going that way. I was like, where am I going? (laughs) I was like, well, I don't even see water anymore. I thought we were going to the waterfall. They're like, no, there's somewhere else we need to go. So we keep going. We go over a bridge and, you know, through the woods and under the yellow brick road. And, you know, we keep going. We finally get there. But at this place where they brought us, there was no waterfall. But what there was was a place we could cook, a place we could sit, a place that could satisfy more than just looking at water. See, sometimes we get comfortable where we're at. I was comfortable at that waterfall. It took a little while to get there. It was a little rough path, but I was okay with it. And I was comfortable just looking at the water. But that water could never satisfy hunger. It could never satisfy, we couldn't even get in the water. It, It was only something I could look at. And so ultimately it becomes a distraction. Sometimes there's something you want so bad, a job you want so bad, a relationship you want so bad. There's things you want, and you're like, if I can just get that, everything's going to be okay. Everything will be worth it. And you get there, and it doesn't satisfy you. And God's saying, if you just keep going right where I'm leading you, I'll bring you to a place that can satisfy. I'll bring you to a place that you can be fed. I'll bring you to a place where you can reach other souls for Jesus, because that's the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is to share Jesus with people, but sometimes the noise in our life is the beautiful thing that we don't think is a distraction. Sometimes the noise in our life gets loud and we think we can't go on, but the path is worth it for where he's bringing you. The path where he wants to take you is greater than where you are today. See, there was one more path that we didn't take until the way home. On the way home, I was just walking and all of a sudden I start hearing the waterfall and I look around me and I was like, are y'all serious? And everybody's around me like, what? So we could have got here on this straight road with no bumps, no rocks getting in the way. We could have just walked straight. No up and down mountains and hills and stairs. We could have just, we could have drove. We didn't even have to walk. And in that moment, because I knew I was going to preach about this, and in that moment, God reminded me that I, although this was the easy path, I missed everything that I saw on the way in. See, Isaiah 55, 7-9 says, Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord, and he will have mercy on them. And to our God, he will freely pardon For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither my ways your ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. See, if I had what I wanted, I wouldn't be here today. If I had what I kept asking God for two years ago, I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't be a missionary today. Because it was nothing that could satisfy it was earthly and worldly desires but the noise in my life was saying well you have to have this this and this to be satisfied but God was saying if you just say yes to me I'll bring you and I'll give you water living water and I'll give you bread the living bread where nothing else can satisfy you today you are in a place many of you are in a place where you just keep hearing noise and you just want it all to stop I believe God is asking you, will you trust me in the noise? Will you trust me in the midst of the noise? It's not always gonna be an easy path where God just picks you right up out of the noise and says, okay, you don't have to deal with that anymore. No, we have to go through things sometimes. Because in this world, we will have trouble because we live in a sinful world. We don't live in a perfect world. Again, that's heaven we don't live in a perfect world there's going to be trouble so God's not always gonna rescue you in the midst of the noise but he's gonna guide you through the noise he's gonna guide you through the path and sometimes that means you're going upstairs and downstairs and around the mountain but you're going to where God is bringing you and along the journey I don't know about you but I want to bring as many souls with me as possible no matter what I have to walk through that's a scary prayer but no matter what I have to walk through, if it can bring glory to God, I will walk it. Will you? Are you willing to get over self say, God, I know this is hard and I feel like everyone's coming against me. I don't even have money to pay the bills coming up. people in my life are passing away and I don't know how to move on without them but God will you use it I can look back on countless things in my life who are in the midst of it it felt like I was drowning but now when I look back I see how many people I've been able to share my testimony with because I'm called according to his purpose and he is turning it to good. Do we have someone that can play the piano? There are many in this room today that are struggling in the midst of the noise. You don't know what tomorrow holds. You barely made it to church today. And I want you to know that God wants to meet you in this moment because his plans for you are good. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Amen. He's right here with you. got so loud that you began to turn your back on God because it just seemed easier to fit in with the world it just seemed easier or you just got satisfied and stagnant and you stopped moving forward with God because you said I'm good going to church once a week or twice a week and tithing but I don't want anything else I'm comfortable here God is calling you out
2: Father, we ask for your hand of protection upon her. Her angels would guard her in every place that she goes. Let her walk with the sense of security in you. And that, Father, the peace of God would rule her heart. When decisions have to be made, that meeting every need that she has in the ministry so that she can continue.